inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project. Um, I mean, not really a very fast-paced week in terms of news goes. Um, I mean, we've got some stuff, I guess, between the, uh, you know, Obviously, there's the Ravens news and everything like that as well. Um, if you guys hear a dog panting in the background, uh, my apologies. My my grandparents' dog is over here, and I'm watching it because everybody's <laughs> on vacation. And um, I had to stick back and work. And he's gonna, he's a little hyper, but he reminds me of Doug from Up, if anybody knows what that's like. Um, anyways, so uh, without further ado, we normally start in a certain way, and that's by starting my good friend Ben. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I mean, school's really kicking my butt. Um, for our regular listeners, they'd know we're starting about 20 minutes behind what we're usually used to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Got school. Love the podcast. School comes first. So, um, but school's kicking my butt. But it, it's good. It, the last week has been a lot of fun. It was it was fun manning the ship. Um, still getting used to the behind the scenes like technical stuff. So it's oh, it's yeah. nice to nice to have you back. Doing the overlays and the banners because that's yes. still, still a little <laughs> tricky. So uh, th- thanks for all the listeners who stuck with me through it last week. Um, <laughs> but again, good good to talk about football. You know, we're twenty eight days until the draft. I think twenty eight days sounds yeah. about right. Something like um, that. So something like that. Yeah, good. I know. I mean, it's it's coming four up, week- and it's coming up really quick. Four weeks so, from tomorrow. Yeah. So. Um, nonetheless, um, I mean, we don't really have a lot going on this week. So when it comes to, you know, news and everything like that, um, I mean, not really too much going on. Um, so there more than likely will be a shorter episode than you're used to. If you guys are listening, um, not live, you know, you probably saw already what the timestamp is, but um, nonetheless, I say we go ahead and get started and dive into weekly news. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. All right. So, um, like I said, a couple of like minor headlines per se. Um, Broncos wide receiver KJ Hamler suffered a torn peck while working mm-hmm. out on his own and will be out four to six months. Um unfortunate but also you know when you're looking at it from the broncos you know point of view um you know they aren't looking to trade jerry judy or Cortland sutton as of right now um and so it's not as big of a hit as you normally would think um but i mean it's still pretty big and unfortunate hit to um a pretty solid piece uh, and i would even go as far as saying um a little underrated for sure um, but we'll get to that as well um, later on in this episode. But 
you know, just something, um, you know, a little, uh, little headline and everything, nothing too serious. He will be back is, is the thing that matters the most. Um, the next headline, Ezekiel Elliott is choosing between the Bengals, Jets, and Eagles and wants to be signed sooner rather than later. Uh, Jets running backs Brees Hall and Michael Carter don't want Zeke in their running back room. Ben, how do you feel about him potentially being an Eagle, though? The Eagles don't want him in their the, – the reports are a lot of reports today saying that, like, well, Zeke wants to be an Eagle. The Eagles really don't want Zeke. And mm. I'm going to be honest, I really don't want him – um, he's old, he's washed up, he got cut for a reason. I mean, he's a good short yardage back. But, I mean, if you're going to pay Zeke $4 million a year or whatnot, just go and put that in a dude who's younger and has tread on his tires. Zeke is just yeah. – it's it's while well, Zeke had a really good, like, six-ish years, like, solid. I mean, one of the better backs the past six years. Um, I mean, we saw him take the drop off this year. Um I think he'll be a good RB to you for whoever picks him up, but I, I really don't think he's a, a starter anywhere he goes. Um, and yeah, again, there where he doesn't want any, I praise the Lord that doesn't happen. I really don't yeah. want him wearing an Eagles uniform. So, um, Eagles, speaking of Eagles, uh, right tackle Lane Johnson agreed to terms on a one year extension through 2026 worth 33.4 million with a $30 million, mm-hmm. um, or $30 million guarantee. Um, I mean, probably the best right tackle in the game, right? I mean, Lane well, Johnson's Definitely good. the best right tackle in the game. Arguably the best tackle in the game. I mean, taking left and right tackle out of it, he is the best tackle. But, you know, some people value left over right, which right. would make sense. But even with the, with the positional value between left and right, I still think Lane's the best tackle in the game. He has a lot of the sack in three years. Uh, yeah. Well earned. It's structured, like you said. It's a one-year extension, but I think there's either I, th- I think there's two void years on the back of that because um, you see like thirty million guaranteed, and you're like thirty million in one year to a tackle. Holy cow! Yeah. So there yeah. are the void years at the back end of that, so that allows you to restructure him and, and spread that thirty out over the course of you know the following years. But that basically means he's going to be eagle for the for his life. You know, he's not going to go and play mm-hmm. anywhere else. Good. Him and him and Jason, you know, their numbers should be retired. They've done amazing, but I mean that has bigger draft implications. Um, speaking of draft implications, I mean if you guys are listening to this and you guys like our uh, our coverage, go and watch our mock draft episode. But anyways, um, yeah, it has bigger draft implications. But again, like like you said, best tackle in the game. Good to have him back. I mean, there's no doubt about it, and we kind of expected a uh, a contract restructure, anyways, to free up money. Uh, I think we now have like, uh, I think it's like 14 million now, so it's still plenty enough to go out and make make a nice, good signing or two. So absolutely, uh, it'll be good. Solid move. Um, Linebacker Bobby Wagner is returning to the Seahawks on a one-year deal. Um, something nice for, I mean, even though he's like a little bit of a, um, I mean, not a little bit, but he is a veteran player, mm-hmm. um, for this team that, I mean, definitely needed some help on defense. Um, and one point that I'd like to make, um, which I mean, will probably be remade on the uh, mock draft episode as we make it, mm-hmm. um, you know, they get a guy like will anderson and they pair him up with bobby wagner again because wagner didn't put up crazy bad numbers like he was he he was a pretty good he's still bobby wagner he's still pretty solid 
Um, you know, he is getting up there in age and everything, and the decline is likely coming. But you get a younger guy in there to be mentored by Bobby Wagner in Seattle, um, especially a guy that's already really talented like Will Anderson, that could be pretty dangerous after the draft. Mm-hmm. They're in position to do that as well. Um, you know, hoping that, you know, maybe Arizona trades back or um, maybe they take a swing on Jalen Carter. Um, you know, maybe they like another edge rusher a little bit better, which I seriously, I would be surprised, see. but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just something that you look at, um, mm-hmm. you know, from a Seahawks fan's point of view, um, if anybody is listening out there as a uh, Seahawks fan, but um, yes, I mean, more than likely that's, that's a dream situation in Seattle. Yeah. Um, next up, the NFL owners have agreed to let players wear number zero and Calvin Ridley is the first player to announce that he is doing so. Uh, Micah Parsons is also among the same group as so I've heard. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, nothing too crazy except, I mean, Hey, new numbers. Um, I don't think defensive and offensive linemen can wear number zero. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to a buddy at work. I was like, dude, I mean, I know that this is impossible now because they kind of ruled it out, but I mean, an edge rusher where number zero would be kind of clean. <laughs> well, well, there's, that's the loophole there though. Like a guy like Hassan Reddick could technically wear zero because mm-hmm. he's not considered to be a defensive lineman. He's considered, he falls under the edge rushing category. And I think he's actually considered be like our weak side linebacker yeah. um but he's an edge rusher and that's that same thing goes like zadaria smith uh matthew judon uh tj watt alex highsmith all those guys who are number zero uh, I, yeah. I would like to see big guys wear it like imagine big jordan davis wearing zero that'd just be comical right. um I, yeah, but uh, there's loopholes for it too and then you you forgot the other big jersey analytic number what's analytic. that Punters can now – I think it was 1 through 20, and I think it's now 1 through 49, and then 90 and 99. It's not 90 through 99, but it's 90 and 99, which I have it's no so clue weird. why they made that change. Like, yeah. imagine your punter strolling out there wearing, like, 42. That's not, like – Yeah, what appealing. a weird number for a kicker, am I right? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, for those uh, that don't understand that joke, uh, we had a kicker that wore number 42 in high school. So. Um, and not only that, but uh, the only reason why I know that is because I wanted to wear 42 and it was already taken. So um, anyways, <laughs> Marvin Jones is returning to the Lions. Um, you know, just another player returning home. Mm-hmm. Um, just a solid depth piece. Nothing really too crazy. Not a game changer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson. This is the big news of the week. Um, Lamar Jackson said he came out and said that he has requested a trade um, and he already like he requested it early this month. Um, and so although the Ravens, from what I'm hearing, um, they, they want to keep him in house, obviously, and they're still going through negotiations. I've also heard that they talked to Baker Mayfield about maybe getting him in. Um, I, I saw this funny argument that I, I don't think was legit, but. Somebody said, why would you pay Lamar Jackson the big bucks if you already have a pro bowler sitting in a house in Tyler or Tyler Huntley? Like Stu Puntley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, it's a difficult situation there. 
Um, we talked about it in the uh, in our in our little side group chat that we always notoriously talk about in the podcast. Um, if I'm the Jets, I'm this is what I'm with- and and even though the Jets <laughs> have already said like we are so focused on getting the Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. deal done, um, Lamar's a lot younger than Aaron. How about and this? a lot better? <laughs> like, what if? Uh, you don't be the Jets for five seconds, and you make a phone call and get a modern quarterback that might last you a couple more years, pay him the big mm-hmm. bucks, and maybe take you a little bit farther than a guy that might be mediocre again this year and might retire next mm-hmm. year. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I think the holdup more than anything on that is that he wants the fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract um, or something close to that. Like Deshaun, I think, was making 200 and 50 maybe it's 245 um like fully guaranteed and Lamar's like I don't want like that but he's like I would like to have like the first four years be fully guaranteed and the last year not be or something like that yeah um and, and people look at that and people are like ah and, and people think the holdup is you know he's been injured do you want to be an injured quarterback fully guaranteed but the big hang-up people forget to talk about and I was watching a video about it today is um but I don't know how many people know this, but whenever you guarantee a contract, um, like I think um, more than half of AJ Brown's contract, I think he's on like a, like, I think he has like four years, like 90 million or something like that. Yeah. Um, but like 50 million of it is guaranteed. As soon as a player signs a guaranteed contract, the team owner has to put all of that money away into a separate account. So if Lamar's wants a $250 million or let's say $200 million guaranteed contract or something along those lines, it's not like it's, you know, 50, 50, 50, 50 broken up costs for years. While that is technically what he's getting paid, that 200 million lump is like has to be put away right then and there. And yeah. the owner, while they're all billionaires, I, I mean, it's hard for anyone to pull 200 million dollars out and put it away and not be able to touch that and i think that's one of the biggest hang-ups that people like forget about is when a contract is guaranteed that money is pulled out and put in a separate account immediately and it's not just for the one year it's whatever that guaranteed amount is like in whole Uh, and i think that's like (laughs) a part of it that like people aren't talking much about so yeah um, so, I mean, with that, we're going to go ahead and move on just a little bit. Um, but before we do, I want to say, if you are still listening, please give us a solid rating, um, you know, on whatever platform that you guys are listening on. If you're still on YouTube or Facebook or, you know, Twitter or anything like that, drop a like, um, or just like a thumbs up or whatever it is. Um, but if you guys are listening to this in the future on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whichever one you guys listen on, um, please give us a solid rating and everything because it helps out with algorithm and everything like that. Uh, it'd be a huge, huge help. And not only that, but I want to give a huge shout out to Overtime Sports Network because the guys that run Overtime Sports Network are going to a little event. You know, it's not it's not huge or anything like that, but they've got a podcast over there. Um, and <laughs> it's it's called um, the On the Mark Wrestling Podcast. And this event that they're going to is just a little thing called WrestleMania. And they're <laughs> going to be going um, 
this weekend. It's it's a huge, huge, huge event, um, and I'm sure that they're going to have some pretty awesome content for you guys if you guys are wrestling fans. So uh, go ahead and give them a listen or um, you know a follow or anything like that too, because that'll also be greatly appreciated among Overtime Sports Network, which we are a branch of or a part of. Um, so without further ado, if you guys listen to last week's episode, we ranked quarterbacks. And this week, we're going to be ranking wide receivers. Um, ben, I don't know if you found a ranking or not, but I definitely did. And it's a little bit more widespread than I had envisioned, just because there's a lot of wide receivers that need to be talked about, I guess, to some people. Uh, here's the list. Wow. It's, it's pretty cru- It's pretty huge. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and hide this stuff. But we don't have to talk about all of them. Um, there's a lot of tiers here. I can remove them as we go. This yeah. is the first time that you're seeing them and everything like that, but yeah. I think that it's pretty reasonable. Um, mm-hmm. Solid depth option, mid-depth option. Then there's just the gross category that I made. Undecided, unproven, and then all of these were put there by whoever made this list. Um, <laughs> so we will go through, I guess, I mean, they're alphabetical order, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Uh. Um, I say let's just go ahead and dive into it because we've got plenty of time to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, why not? So Adam Thielen, right? He's a little bit older. Um, I would almost put him in the D or solid depth option right now. Yeah, I, I was thinking D. I, I think D is a good spot for him. Um, I do think he's a starting wide receiver, and we'll see that. Um, but I don't think he's more than – like. At starting wide receiver three slash wide receiver two. Like he shouldn't yeah. be starting wide receiver one on anyone's team. Cough, cough, Panthers. Yeah. Um, next up, AJ Brown. He's got to be in A tier. I right? think he's top of A. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just go ahead and uh, move him up here. There's so many tiers. I got to like <laughs> put him in one and then the other. No Alec Pierce. Uh, I would say undecided slash unproven. I mean, he played one year. year. Uh, I mean, he showed a lot of growth towards the end, and I'm very excited for what he can do alongside mm-hmm. Michael Pittman. Um, especially if you can get a guy, I mean, if they can pull off some kind of trade like the Bears did to get Mitch Trubisky and move up to get a guy like Bryce Young um, mm-hmm. before the It'd Texans be do. Because um, let's face it, the Panthers, right, they, they're in love with C.J. Stroud. I would envision that Stroud's available there at four if the Cardinals don't trade. Um, you mm-hmm. know, you would say that, you know, Bryce Young is first to go. Ah, I think, I think if, if the Panthers are wanting to trade out, yeah. I think they would have to make a move. I think the Colts or whoever it is would have to kind of do what they did with, with the Eagles did with Carson, where they trade up once and then trade up again. I think whether you are the Colts or whoever it is, I think you have to trade up to three with the Cardinals and then trade up again to to one because the the Panthers do not want to put themselves even in four because even if they trade back to four, then you're really risking, you know, what if someone trades up to three and takes our guy or something? I think if they move out of that spot, the Panthers will be moving back to three. That would be my guess. So. Um, Allen Robinson is the next wide receiver in here. Um, I also wanted to finish that last. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, um, make my point. Um, Alec Pierce paired up with Michael Pittman and a new quarterback. That's not a terrible position to be in. 
Anyways. Yes. Yeah, Allen Robinson's in the gross category. Um, he just, I mean, he proved exactly what the Bears needed him to prove this past mm-hmm. season. So that's, you know, that helped me out. Um, nice. I think we should get rid of this one. What do you think? Mid-depth option? Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, just to save some space. Um, <laughs> Amari Cooper. I would say B. I was going to say B as well. Yeah, there we've been in agreement for a lot. Amari Rogers. Solid depth option. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. I would put him right up there with Amari Cooper. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Brandon Cooks, I'd put maybe in the C tier. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this, is where, this is where it gets interesting because I think he's back end of B, top of C. And I could... I could, I could be okay with either one. I think for now, B is where we put him. But I think mm-hmm. if at the end, um, if we have to put him in C and we feel like he doesn't belong in B, we could do that. He's not utilized enough. Like he well, can I be mean, utilized. He, <laughs> he can be utilized. Yeah. I mean, I know that he's the wide receiver one per se in San Francisco yeah. in a certain sense, just because Debo is utilized in so many different parts of their offense. But you put Brandon Ayuk on a team. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just throw it out there, just because they were wide receiver needy, uh, like the Bears, for example, before yeah. the DJ Moore trade. Um, I mean, that's a wide receiver one position. You know, you look mm-hmm. at. Um, I think maybe even Lions. I think you could pair, you could have Amon Ross St. Brown fun. as a high end too. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other wide receiver. Well, I, I, I think I'd rather have Amon Ra over Brandon Ayuk. I think but he's a better I, wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not, well, yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. What I'm saying is right now, from what we know, absolutely. But if he were on a different team with less mm. star power, I think he would seem like a lot better of a player. Yes. Yeah. Than what he looks like right now, like you, I mean, he he put up, I he he was either close to the thousand yard mark or hit it, and that's when he's fighting with targets, like you said, with guys like Debo and mm-hmm. Kittle and CMC, and he's still able to put up like around around a thousand yards. That's yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Like you said, I think if he was on a team where he was the number one option or number two option. Versus the fourth option, he'd be putting up even better numbers. Brian Edwards. Um, solid depth option. That's what I was going to say as well. Traylon Burks, undecided, unproven. unproven. Yeah. yeah. C.D. Lamb, I'm putting an A, honestly. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yes. Yep, yep. Chase Claypool, I'm putting in D, D for right now. Yeah. yeah. He can go up to C this season, though. Mm-hmm. He can go up to C. Uh, Christian Kirk. That he's in the same, I think, based off this year's performance, he belongs in B, but I think overall as a player, he's probably C. I was thinking C as well. Should we just mutually put him high in C? Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I think that's a good Cooper Cup's an A. I don't care. He's an A, but I he's an A. I'd put him in between AJ Brown and C D Lamb. Ah, maybe behind C D. Yeah. 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 Corey Davis, I'm putting in the gross. gross. Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, C, late. Like, I, I'm thinking either D or C. And the reason why I would C. say C is because I think that he would be in the back end of C. So, like, a C minus. Yeah. 
So I'll just I'll just do that. Jamison Crowder, solid depth option. Uh, yeah, at this point in his career, solid depth option. I, at one point, he probably would have been higher than that, but but at this point in his career, yeah. Curtis Samuel, this is a very underrated wide receiver, and I would almost put him like in. I was C, <sighs> right about here. No, uh, no, I think I'd rather have. I don't know personally. I would rather have Cortland Sutton. I would put him in front. I would put him right now, currently, as the best player in D. Okay, that's what um, I'm thinking. And, and for those like for those watching again, this is like a or listening. This is a tier list. So while like we are putting him at like the front end of D, like we're not like it's not like he's like firmly wide receiver, like you know, 17 or something like that. You know, these guys yeah. are all. You know, this isn't a hard fast ranking these are just like roughly like where we think they fall within their tiers so don't don't you know take it like this is how it is so. yeah Devonte adams i want to put an s tier uh i think there's two s tier wide receivers i don't think he's i think he's the third best wide receiver in the league but i think there are two guys that are clearly on another level i want to put him in, in a tier and i know packers and and um, Raiders fans wouldn't be happy about it, but I just think. Uh, Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm putting I'm putting him above AJ. Yeah, though. yeah, no, I, I think he's wide receiver three. Yes, I think I think he's firmly wide receiver three. Um, Debo's next, and I want to. I I don't want to put him in A, so I want to no, kind of. I don't want to put high it, B. Yes, yes, I agree. I I. I based off his performance this year, and if we're just going based off a wide receiver and not yeah. their ability to do other things, I think B is a good spot for him. Devin Duvernay, solid depth option. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, maybe you could say D. I mean, you can make the argument for D if you would like. Um, but yeah, so, solid depth option. Devonte Smith, I want to put in like a highest C. Highest C. Yep. I yep. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I want to put at the highest level of B right now because of injury history, and yep. he can go up to A this next season, but absolutely I think B right now. Yeah, um, better than Debo though. I would have him like like for one year. If we're talking about just next year, I think I'd rather have him. But if you're starting a franchise, Debo. But I think just I I think yeah, purely yeah, win now yeah. Yeah. Stephon Diggs is an S. That's that's one of them. S? No. Wow. No, no. I He's disagree. I think him. No, there's no way. There are two S-tier guys in the league, and that's it. I'm two trying to think. I think one plays for the Bengals. No. One plays for the Bengals, one plays for the Vikings. That's my opinion. One plays for the Vikings, and one plays for the Dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I that's what it's oh, come on yeah, now. Yeah. I think those two guys, and then I think it's those two, and then a drop off. And it's tough because I think even within A, there's a bit of a drop off within A too. Yeah. Because I think it's those two, and then I think within A, I think like roughly on the same tier, we'll get to it though. But I think Jamar, Stefan yeah. Diggs, Adam Thielen, and then you could make the argument for AJ Brown. But I think those guys are on their own level within A, and then the guys like CD and Cooper Cup going into next season again. Cooper Cup was the best wide receiver last time he was healthy, but he's not healthy. Yeah. So, but I think even within A, there's like a separation between the two. But yeah. Um. Next up's Deontay Johnson. Um. And I would I would put him like behind Devonte Smith and C. Yeah. Yes. 
That's what like, I was. That's what I, I, I was would saying. rather have him than Christian Kirk as my wide receiver mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But not by all that much right now. I, I think um, if you would have asked me this time last year, he probably would have been in B. But I yeah. think given his quarterback is learning and stuff. But yeah, I, I think and that, that's probably good. And the rookie's resurgence. I mean, holy crap, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Pickens, I mean, he looks like he could take over. Um, who knows? He, 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 yeah. Yeah. DJ Chark, I'm thinking solid depth option. Yeah, Maybe solid more. depth option. I think for DJ now, Moore. this next guy we can put in A, but I yes. think he'll probably end up in B. Okay, that's fair. He's lower end A. Okay, I'll agree mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. But right now, um, we'll see I mean, how he's... his list. We'll see how the list plays out. But yeah, I think right now we're A. But if we have to move him to like, he's either back end of A or very, very, very top end of B. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, yes. His stats right now with bad quarterbacks is just great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I mean, very, very excited. And I think that him and Justin Fields can do a lot of great things. So, A for sure for me. Mm-hmm. Not just because I'm biased. It's, it's <laughs> uh, DK, I'm putting in B. B, I would rather have DK than DJ. Really? I, I don't uh, I don't I don't think I'd it's close. It's I don't close. I don't think I I okay I don't want to say I don't think it's close, but I think I think DJ is is or DK is is I don't want to say clearly better, but it is firmly better yeah. than DJ with his like he is he's an alien. He's a freak of nature. <laughs> he's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drake London, unproven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elijah Moore, I want to put in gross, but like I, I think solid depth option based off of how he played last year. I wanted to put him higher, but he didn't. He just didn't get any targets last year. Dwayne so. Eskridge, gross, yeah. gross. Put him in the gross category. Russell Gage, I'm putting in the solid depth option as the highest yeah. solid depth option. Uh, yeah, I can get by that. Be, he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Gallup, I want to put highest D. D, yeah, D. Um, Garrett Wilson, I'm putting in C, honestly. I would put it, and I would put him over Deont or Deontay. Um, honestly, I might put him over Devontae too. I'm talking or Devontae. I'm saying Deontay. Yeah, I might, I might put him over Devontae. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. we put him over Devontae when you take yeah. into account that De- that Garrett is. And, and and again, I think there could be a category you could make the argument for him and B, um, mm-hmm. but he's still a rookie. I think he could. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he ended next season in A. Like yeah. that's how much potential he has. But right now, I think he belongs there, and I, and I do think he belongs above Devonte because he put up good numbers with a way less quarterback than Devonte yeah. and Garrett is wide receiver one on his team. Um, I mean, that's no shot to Devonte. I mean, I've. Devontae Stan. Like, I think yeah. he's slept on, but I, I do think Garrett belongs in front of him. Chris Godwin, I would say B, but like B, the lower. I don't B. know. Based, based off of last season, I want to put him in C. Okay. Um, like middle of the pack, maybe? Because I, I don't know. I'm like conflicted. He could be really good or that, very That's good. the issue with him. That's the issue with him. He's either having like these amazing games or he's putting up like three catches for like 40 yards. <laughs> I, I think right here is probably the best spot for him yeah probably probably 
AJ so. Green solid depth option. Ah, he's not even uh, playing anymore. Is I he? might even put him in gross. Um, I th- he might I, he might have just retired. Yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, put him in solid depth option out of respect. Um, Nicole Hardman solid depth option. Yeah. Um, Marquise Brown D. Where at D D. D D D D. Um, I don't know. Probably top. Probably. T- Right here, I think. Yeah, Michael probably Gallup. roughly there. Him and Gallup are, are, I think, are the same. Yeah. I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna move him behind Curtis Samuel. That's fair. That works. Jahan Dotson, so. unproven. Unproven. Yeah. Jacoby Myers. C. I was thinking. Bottom C. I think, I think he's better than Cortland Sutton. Nah, no, I lied. I take that back. Don't. Hey. I want to put I want to put Jamar Chase in in S tier. No, no, no. There's no no He's no. Good, I think man. I I think I I understand that, but they're like he's not the best wide. And I think there are two. And I think it shows. Look at the two wide receivers that were in the offensive player of the year conversation and the MVP conversation, and there was mm-hmm. only two of them. And I think there is, and that's and that. And that's where you see that separation. Who are the two guys that were in the MVP conversation? And there's only two of them. I, I well, but yeah, but only, Jamar's, was Jamar was hurt. I understand that, but there's two of them, and that was it. Do you want to know who was hurt too? Tyreek Hill was hurt too for a little bit, Look, and, he, and he belongs in S tier. Those and I and I and I agree with that as well. That might be that's wild. S-tier. He's not on the same. I think that he's absolutely on that tier, and I think no Stephon Diggs way. can be too. No, I think no I way. think in the S tier, I think no. we should do like the top five because otherwise no. this A tier is going to fill up. No, I think on the quarterbacks we only had one wide receiver in his own ranking, and that was Patrick Mahomes because he was clearly the best. And there are clearly two wide receivers in the league that sit above everyone else. Can Jamar get to that next year? Yes. Going into it, there are two clear wide receiver ones, and that's it. Here, we'll come back to Jamar. I'm gonna shoot in the chat, and we'll see. We'll see what we'll have. Let's Matt put him the at the top here. of a right there with Stefan. Thank you. We'll just keep going. Jamison Williams. Don't even know why he's on this list. It's undecided. He hardly even played. Um, Jarvis Landry. I'm putting in gross. Uh, no, he's actually a pretty solid depth option right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my my Wi-Fi cut out. No, you're there good. for a second. Jerry Judy, um, C tier, behind Chris Godwin. Uh, yeah. Uh, Justin uh, Jefferson's going in S tier. S tier, yes. Um, Juju. D. 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 So. I'm putting him in front of Adam Thielen because I think I'd rather have Marquise Brown over him. Um, Julio, I'm sorry, bro. You were so good in your prime, but he's gross now. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen. Ugh. Dude, I love Keenan Allen. It's just that he's hurt all the time. I almost want to put him in D just because they don't use him that much. But when he is used, he's pretty solid. Um, um I think he goes back as he. Okay. Kenny Galladay is gross. Uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay, put him at the front of gross, even above Allen Robinson. <laughs> um, so. KJ Osborne. 
Oh, it's tough. I think I think I think in reality he's a D, but I don't I think, think people know him enough. I think he's right up there with Russell Gage. I think he's oh I think he's better than Russell Gage. I think I'd rather have I I'm would have him over he, Russell. I think I, he's in like the the like the I would have the him, I would take him. I I think this year when he puts up like 900 yards, people will be like, "Look, he's actually good." But he's just sat by Adam Thielen and that's been the yeah. issue. I think he's I think if we're going to put him in solid depth, I think he's probably probably the best in solid depth, but if you want to put him behind Russell Gage, I'm fine with that. I just think that there's like a tie right here. I don't think that one's better than the other. I think there's just a tie. Uh KJ Hamler. Well, with everything that happened, like we said, I think he just belongs in the un I think he belongs in the unproven because he's not going oh. to be playing. LaVisca Chenault. Gross. <laughs> uh no, I don't think I don't think he's gross. I think he's yeah. Yeah. Solid. That's a good spot for him. Yeah. Alan Lazard. Probably I'm deciding between C and D. I'll I'll let you I'll let you make that factor. Dude, I, I was so close to just you. throwing him a gross because saying Stop. Alan bad. Um, but <laughs> I know, I know. It's because fan. I'm a Bears fan. Yes. He belongs in D for right now, but he's not better than Michael Gallup, Curtis Samuel, and Marquise Brown. He's right about here. Um yeah. Really, I would take him over Curtis Samuel in a heartbeat. I might even take him over. I Michael think that Gallup we might have I think that we might have overrated Curtis Samuel a little I, bit. I yes, I've been saying I, I don't think Curtis Samuel's yes. I think right about there. That's um Tyler Lockett, I think that he's pretty solid. I would put him in C. I would put him honestly. in C. Um Terrace Marshall. Um Solid, solid. I'm deciding between solid and unproven. I just don't think he's really had a chance to. To we can put him in solid. It's okay. We can put him in solid. Okay. Marvin Jones, solid depth option. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin, that's pretty solid. Uh, B, I, I'd say B. B. Yeah. Yeah. Right behind. B. We haven't had. We, we haven't had a B in a while. Yeah. John Mechie, unproven by far. Yeah. He's Mike sorry. Evans. I'm also B. saying B. Yeah. Uh, Mike Williams. I think we can put him right there with his teammate. Okay. I'm putting him above him though, just because he's That's less fair. injury prone. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, we can. I can, I can. Darnell go. Mooney. Uh. I think he belongs in C because of his injury this past season. Yes. Probably. But he can I go would up probably. To yeah, I would probably right now. I would probably put him in between Judy. Yeah, in between Judy and Kirk, we're on the same page there. Yeah. Hey, I'll take a C as my number two, and he's solid. Like he's a good, he's a good player. By the way, there's rumors of him maybe switching his number to zero, and I wouldn't hate that. We'd have zero, one, and two, uh, which just means Claypool has to switch his number two. MVS, I'm putting in gross. I'm sorry. No. No. After I'm so biased right now, dude. I know he's either D or solid depth option in between KJ Osborne and Elijah Moore. Okay. Take that solid down. Okay. Nelson gross. Aguilar. Gross. Yeah. Gross. gross. <laughs> uh, OBJ. I'm saying undecided because I honestly. Yeah, don't that's know. fine because we don't know at this point. We don't know what he's gonna do. Chris Olave. I'm a huge fan, but I'm also I super like biased. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to put him in C as like a high end C, right around Darnell Mooney right now. Oh, uh, right around. But, I would put him probably right in front of Darnell Mooney. I think is yeah. where I'd put him right now. 
Yeah. And in and, and compared to compared to like Garrett Wilson right now, I think that's a good spot for him. Cause I think Garrett Wilson's yeah. better, but I don't think he's like clearly like on a different tier than him. So I, I think compared to his other rookies, that's probably a good spot for him. Do you know who this is? I can't really read the full. All name. right. The man has spoken. He, he Matt thinks that Diggs does not belong, but he thinks Chase and Adams belong next year. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I, I would disagree with you, but he's the tiebreaker. We said that's how it was gonna be. Um I think you guys are wild for that, but that's do you know do you know who this is? What is it? Mide. I can't I, read the full name. No, I don't even know. Right. Well, by default, sorry, bro. Um undecided is, is what Devontae for Devontae Parker. I would put it him at this point in his career, I think he's a solid depth option. What a fall from grace for him. Hannah. That's very generous right now, too. So um he's a good wide receiver for I I don't he's just he's a good he's he's a wide okay. receiver for George Pickens. Um D D. I think at this point right now he's a D. I right think he up has there the potential. With, with this. Yeah. Right here. Yep. Honestly, same um, <laughs> D for Michael Pittman. I want to put him in C. Right there with like I want to put him Allen. in gross. I want to put him in gross. That's what I want to put. Him That's because you're mad at him right now. That's why I'm not even mad. He wasn't on my fantasy team or anything. Oh, I, I thought that he was. I'm sorry. I just don't okay. think he's that good. I think I think he is a wide receiver too on majority of NFL teams. Um, I like him a lot. I. Uh, I, I want to put him in C. Him I think that's fair. In, I loved him coming into the draft, but like he he has disappointed me. That I would I think I'd rather have George Pickens than him. But yeah, we can put him in C. Okay. I'm very bad right about there. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Quez Watkins. Gross. <laughs> I'm not Rashad sure. Bateman. I, oh my gosh. Oh, so much to the point that, like, I might even be open to the idea. Uh, I've not been a wide receiver in the first round guy, but then I think of Krez Watkins ever having to touch foot on the football field again, and it makes me <laughs> sick. Um, Bateman's probably probably top of D. As much as I would want him to do better, I think he's top of D. Jalen Rieger. Gross! <laughs> Gross again! Hunter Renfro. Uh, Back end of D, yeah, yeah. Calvin Ridley, I'm going undecided. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie Anderson, gross, (laughs) gross. (laughs) Robert Woods, gross. No, why is he gross? He's gross, dude. That is a bad wide receiver. That's such an acidine statement. I think he's solid depth option. (sighs) He's a good wide receiver for an. I'll, I'll compromise with back of solid depth option. Really, I would rather have Robert Woods than McCole Hardman, than Jarvis Landry, than LaVisca Stramalt, than mm-hmm. Terrence Marshall, than Marvin Jones. Honestly, mm-hmm. probably more than Jamison Crowder. I would have him. I would rather have him than Mario Rogers. I'd rather have him than Brian Edwards. I don't even think it's close. I'll put him right there with Lar- uh, Jarvis Landry, but that's about it. Wow. And AJ's going to bump down here. Uh, I don't Ron think Hill. AJ belongs on the list, but that's okay. I I would yeah. I would have been it's okay out of respect picking him on. Yeah, yeah. Rondale Moore. Um, I like Rondale Moore. I almost want to put him in the back of D. 
Yeah, yeah. If Hunter Renfro is there, I think we can put Rondell Moore in there. Sterling Shepard, I, I would put for... – I would say I C for him. C. Okay. Um, he had a pretty solid season before he yeah, got hurt. Yeah, we can put him in C. We can put him in and C. I, and I want to say the same for Darius Slayton when we get there too. But oh, I can yeah. I can make an argument for D as well. Uh, yeah. Sky Moore, D. I think an undecided slash unproven. Uh, yeah, but fair. We can yes yes. Darius Slayton D. I'll put him yeah, here. just somewhere. Yeah, that yeah. Works too. T Higgins. I want to put him B. Ah, he's good. Maybe high C. Put him. Put him in. Put him. In, Put him in B, but I think, as we said, we'd have the conversation about ending Brendan Ayuk. I think Brendan Ayuk might. I look at Brendan Ayuk amongst this list of everyone else, mm. and I think we could make the argument about moving him down the list or putting him back at. But I think I'd rather have all of these guys over Brendan Ayuk, yeah. like in B, like firmly. Um, Michael Thomas, gross, gross, gross. <laughs> My man, Tim Patrick. I would make an argument for him D, but he's been hurt and people don't understand my love for Tim Patrick, so we can put him in solid depth options. Okay. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Wherever you want to put him. I don't I don't feel strongly about him. Um, he's I'm going solid depth for right now, but he is teetering along that edge of gross right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, his career has not been impressive at all. Traquan <laughs> Smith. Solid depth option. Yeah, sure. uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, out of respect, I guess. Out of respect, but he good. hasn't played. So, uh, I mean, he was decent for the Cowboys in that one catch that he had. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tyler Boyd, um, I'd like to put him in C. But, like, back uh, here, like, I'd say right up here. Or here. That's tough. I was thinking D, but if you want to put him back at a C, that's fine. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's say D right above or right above Alan Lazard. That, yeah, that yeah, I think fair. that's it. I I think him compared to all those guys, that's a nice little spot for him. Twice or Tyquan Thornton unproven. Tyquan Thornton, we can put an unproven. Tyreek Hill S tier. S tier. D tier. <laughs> um, Van Jefferson. Uh D D. Um, I'd probably. I I honestly I like Van Jefferson more than regular people. I would be okay with putting him in C, but I know yeah. it's unrealistic. Yeah. That's a good spot for him. Jalen Waddle, I want to put an A. An right A up there with yes, right up there with DJ Moore. Ooh. DJ um, Moore and DK Metcalf. I would put Jalen Waddle above both of them. That's where I would put him right. I there. think we have a lot of A's though. Um I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I we really put him like there. That. I would have, I, I, but also, I would also be okay with moving all three of those guys down to B tier. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I we think can, that's we solid can, placement. Yeah, we can put him there. Wandale Wonder Robinson. Him. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Gross. Gross. I'm glad we agree. Unless there's that one day of fantasy where he just goes off. He just goes last off. but not least, against you. Christian um, Watson. Unproven. No, see, I think I think he belongs in top of C. At least as of right now, because he had a very oh, good rookie. no. Uh, not top of C. We'll say no. mid C. We'll say we'll, we'll. I'm I'm okay with putting him behind Brandon Cooks. 
No, I would rather have Mike Williams over Stop! over Christian Watson. Dude, he, right now. no, come on. He there was like That's a stretch thing. of like a week where he scored like two touchdown, two touchdowns, and like three. I know, touchdowns. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's that's the thing. I'm I want to just keep him in undecided and unproven right now, just because. I mean, he has he was an up and down receiver, and he's a rookie, and that's what we did. He wasn't up and down. Them. He was hurt. People forget, okay. like like he played, but he had an oblique injury the first like three games, and it doesn't Here's help that thing. his and it doesn't help that his wide receiver or his quarterback was gross. Here's the thing: did not ben, like listen, it. He listen, played listen. here. Hold on, let, let me see. For majority, do we put Sky Moore and un, undecided and unproven? We put Alec Pierce and undecided and barely because those guys barely played. This dude played, dude, in five games. He had 611 yards, so he averaged more than 100 yards per game and had seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns in, in, in my, mind you, this is in five games. Yeah. Seven touchdowns would tie him with 15th in the league. I think he, I, I, I think he belongs in, in C. Honestly, I would be okay with making the argument for him. This is a dude I have not felt very strongly about some wide receivers. I think he belongs in C, and I'm going to like – Fight for him and see. I'm gonna I don't be honest. think so, man. I'm not taking Christian Watson over Rashad Bateman, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, George Pickens right now. No. What? Um, I'm not. And, no and way. I will stand and die on that hill. Um, I I think that we should just keep him in undecided and unproven because we cannot come to I'm a conclusion. Baffled. Like that that baffles me. <laughs> this dude played five games in his in, in five games. Where he missed, he he should have played in in twelve more games. He didn't. Look, he, he should have played in twelve more games, and just in five games, he has he's tied for fifteenth in the league in touchdowns. We gotta, he played we gotta, five games. We got to circle back to it. At oh some point. my golly! Next season or next off season. <sighs> But until then, uh, we week. got other stuff we got to <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. Ben, we got a fun topic. It's a deep, deep topic. Yes. Why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about? Yeah, this week in College Corner, we are going to do an overview on the edge class. Um, I like have like seven edges that like I have for you guys. But like that being said, like guys, I really, really wanted to talk about, but just wouldn't we wouldn't have time on a podcast to do so um oh i really wanted to uh honorable mentions iowa state's uh will mcdonald who um we'll get to bj ojalari but i've kind of interchanged these two guys throughout the entire process uh felix and uzama um kid out of kansas state uh super duper smart um just a technician um and like i said we'll get to um is it uh he's not the same type of player that bj is but it, it, in the way that these guys are again are both smart both come into each game with a plan um and again really understand what an offensive tackle does and how to counter that as a as an edge uh fau again felix uzama or um Anabuke uzama um mm. is just really smart in that way uh keon white the super athletic guy out of georgia tech um, again, he's just your dude with the traits, doesn't have a lot of production. Um, Isaiah Foskey is just super solid dude. I think he holds the sack record there at Notre Dame. And then Derek Hall, um, a dude kind of along the lines of Foskey, 
Um, he went to Auburn, a guy we'll probably see back end of round two, early round three, uh, right around that. But those are just some honorable mentions that I um, weren't really able to get in the list, but just you know names for your team to watch um, in the first, second, early third round. Um, but let's be honest, uh, like you said before, we all know who Edge One is. Um, some people will try to tell you it's Tyree Wilson um, because of the Trayvon Walker bump, but it's Will Anderson, and you would be lying to yourself if you had anyone other than Will Anderson. Um, with the need at edge for you guys, I know you guys have need um, at tap. You guys have need everywhere, let's be honest, everywhere yeah. along the defense, basically, uh, outside of linebacker, you guys have a need. Um but like, and I don't think it will happen, but like, I wouldn't, I would like to see like a Bears trade up to like five or something. And I don't think the Seahawks would do it, but yeah. I think if polls managed to get like Will Anderson or something, the That'd city cool. would burn down and it would be so much fun. <laughs> we would give up way too much in that scenario. So I seriously doubt it, but like, yeah. I, I would love Mm-hmm. Will Anderson on my team. Dude, there's been a couple mocks where, like, Will Anderson fell to nine. I'm like, what yeah, is yeah. this, PFF? Come on. <laughs> well, like, it's because again, I'll take some it, people but yeah. Tyree Wilson ranked above him, and then you take into the need of, like, cornerbacks and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, if he gets to nine, that'd be a travesty. But besides the point. I mean, to- that's if Jalen Carter goes to, like, Detroit at, what is it, mm-hmm. six and everything? Detroit like- at six or, like – the, hey, hey, so here's the case. If you're Bears fans, and then, and then we'll get into the players, you say four quarterbacks go within the top five. The first, uh, well, you say four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, and mm. that's how it goes. And then let's say the Seahawks value um, a dude who fits in their scheme a little bit better in Tyree Wilson. So they take Tyree Wilson at four, they'll take, or uh, Tyree Wilson at five. We'll say the Lions take. Um, what's it? What, what's the draft order look like? The Lions are at six, right? It's yeah. So the Cardinals would be at three. So somebody would have. Well, to trade I'm assuming to they three. trade. Yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you know they trade back with the let's say the know, Titans say, move up or something like that. Let's say Titans or you know Raiders. Know, let's say let, let's say Titans. Well, well, well. Fine. Let's say Raiders. Yeah. Um, see, I don't like the Raiders because I think Will Anderson would go to the Cardinals. So we'll say Titans. We'll say Titans at eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say the Cardinals got a haul for them. Mm-hmm. So we'll say Panthers, Texans, Titans, and Colts. I'll take a quarterback. We'll say Seattle takes Tyree Wilson. We'll say Detroit takes a corner. Pick your liking, whoever you guys would like. Christian Gonzalez. Christian or, uh, Devon, let's say Devon Witherspoon for this. Let's say, let's say Devon Witherspoon for this for this point. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say Jalen Carter at seven because he not gonna make that joke. Jalen Carter mm-hmm. at seven to the Raiders. Um, and then let's say whoever's playing GM for the Falcons are absolutely dumb and takes the other quarterback. That is your case if you're a Bears fan to say Will Anderson will fall to nine. I it just I doesn't happen. It, it just doesn't happen. happen. It doesn't. But if it does, I, I go mean, and buy your buy your lottery tickets because that's got <laughs> a better chance. I honestly, uh, I think, I think there might be a chance. There might be a world the Seahawks don't see Will Anderson take like fitting into their scheme and take Tyree Wilson, and 
the Lions take um, Carter or um, a, a CB. At yeah. that point, if you are the Bears, you want to jump the Falcons. And you say, hey, Raiders, I'll give you my second-round pick. Yeah. Let me get up to nine. I think if, if you get Will Anderson, it's because you move up to seven. Um, I don't see the Lions really moving out, and I don't see the Seahawks really moving out of that pick. Um, but I think there's a world where the Bears straight up to seven and Will Anderson does fall. Um, that being said, let's let's dive into this class a little bit more. We spent yeah. a lot of time of, of you know what if and stuff. Fantasizing. But, <laughs> and it's just not gonna yes. happen though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wanna I want yeah, I want to put that out there. I, I would not ever project that to happen. Like I it's like there's like a 0.5% chance that would ever happen. Um, because I do think again, Will Anderson's the number one edge, and anyone who has Tyree Wilson is absolutely crazy. Uh, because Will Anderson is like super duper athletic, he has been absolutely dominant in the run game, and he has very, 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 very good sack production in the SEC. So you look at great athlete, amazing in the run, and amazing in the pass rush, and you say, Well, what's the catch on this guy? Well, there's not really a catch, that's why he's a top three prospect in the class. Um, if you had any con on him, it's what I mentioned before there with the Seahawks, um, is he's a little bit more role specific. You'd rather have him coming off more of like the hybrid linebacker edge, but we've seen him play on the line with Alabama. Um, it's not like he hasn't done it. Um, I mean, again, I think he'd be more fit for more of an edge rather than DE, but we, he's done it. It's you know this isn't something that like we haven't yeah. seen snaps on film of him doing it, um, and that's if you're being like super duper duper nitpicky. But I, 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 he's very very good. Like there's not really any knocks against the guy. Um, and then to wide receiver, I think that there's tier one, S tier, Will Anderson, and then I think tier below. Um, I think there's two guys, but I know no one else really thinks that at this point in the draft process. Um, but Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech edge. Um, I'll say Texas Tech edge, but we'll probably go with more defensive linemen um, because he is a bigger dude with traits. He has really good size and really good strength. Um, so if you have, if he goes to a team that has two really good edges already or two really good solid edges um, on pass rushing downs, you could see him kick into three tech and play um, the true NASCAR defensive lineman there um, and, and tick into the, uh, the three tech in rust of passer um, if a team already has two uh, decent edges already. But yeah, again, he has really good quickness um, or not. Um, he's quick, not like super fast, uh, but he has good size, good strength. Um, but the two big knocks I have against him is he plays with some pretty high pad level. I'd like to see him drop it and stay lower to the ground when he's doing his pass rush. Um and it's, and it's something that I keep on coming back to. Um, if you watch his Texas A&M tape, uh, A&M? Well, maybe it's Mississippi. Um, I, uh, it's Mississippi. I get the colors mixed up because they both play in SEC and have similar colors. Uh, but if you go back to the Mississippi game, um, not this past year, but the year before, um, Mississippi had a very, very good tackle um, with the name Charles Cross, who went in the first round of this past, uh, this past draft. Um Charles Cross shut Tyree Wilson down. It was not even close. 
like to the point that Texas Tech had to start like scheming him away from Charles Cross because Charles Cross absolutely manhandled Tyree Wilson. And it, it is just one game. Um, but when he's played the higher level guys, he's um, obviously hasn't been as dominant. Um, and then obviously when you get to the NFL, every single player you play is a high level guy. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little worried about it, but I, you know, again, if you're looking for a Trayvon Walker esque guy, it's him. And then someone down the board that we'll get to, um, and then the other dude, I think that's on the same tier as him that I know no one else really agrees with at this point in the process. Um, but someone coming into the process who is viewed as edge two uh, by most um, is Clemson's defensive end, Miles Murphy. Um, I'm still really high on him. I still want to put him above uh, Tyree Wilson, but I would get absolutely slandered for it. And that's okay. Um, but when you're talking about traits, 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 it's it's this guy. He has like his his biceps are probably bigger than what your head is, dude. Yeah, has... and I've got a big <laughs> head, guys. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but like, dude, dude has traits for days. He's super athletic. Sadly, we didn't see him test the combine because he had a I think it was a hamstring issue. Um, but on tape, he has shown that he has like he has really good bend. He has really good explosion. Um, but he's also just a very big guy. So you see really good bend, big guy with really good speed and quickness. Um, I, 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 I don't understand what, why people are, are falling on him. You look at those yeah. three things and you say, this dude would make an amazing edge. Um, and again, by no means am I comparing him to this player and will say he will be this player. Um, but I watch him and I see if he can get into a good D-line room with a good coach, his top tier is Daniil Hunter when Daniil Hunter was his best. Daniil Hunter in like 2017 or 2018. Um, again, some dude that is really big, really quick, really strong, and super bendy. There's not much not like about this guy. Um, the only two nitpicky things is, is he hasn't had like the top high end sack uh, production. He's only, I think he's had like seven, eight, and then six and a half. Um, from freshman, sophomore, and senior year. Um, so I, I would have liked to see him develop a little bit more as a dude who came into Clemson as a five-star. Um, I, you know, question a little bit like, hey, you know, what, what's happening there? Um, and then um, when um, their DC left this past year, I'm blanking on his name, um, Frenables, when he left to go to Oklahoma, uh, we kind of saw that impact him. Um, at least on tape, it, it really seemed like he didn't play as well this year as he did last year. Um, and then the last thing I forgot to talk about him as a pro is um, like teammates, his teammates love him. His coaches love him. They all talk about like how amazing he is. Um, but yeah, the, the two cons on him is I wish he would have developed more in college. And then um, I'd like to see his counter and the run a little bit more um, in terms of hand usage. Um, it's not a huge issue. Um, a dude who's been a big riser throughout this entire process, uh, a dude I know you love, a dude I know Matt loves, uh, a dude I know Coach Tyler loves. Um, that's Iowa's defensive defensive end. We'll say defensive lineman here again, um, Lucas Van Ness. Um, and again, just like I said with Tiger Wilson, I see defensive lineman because I wouldn't be surprised if he kicks in to three tech on pass rushing downs. Um, but we saw him test very, very well at the combine as well. Um, 
it got overshadowed by two dudes, but um, he ran like a faster time than what Brian Branch did, the DB out of Alabama, another dude that people are super high on. Um, he ran faster than him, um, and I think he's six six as well. Uh, so he has great athleticism um, and really big frame to build on top of that. Um, but outside of that, you you don't really see a lot of pass rush moves on him. Um, and then a big knock people like to put on him is, is oh, he didn't start at Iowa. Um, I'm not really concerned. I question why Iowa didn't start him, but he he played majority of the snaps. I think he played like 60% of the defensive snaps. Um, so he played more than their starters did. So I'm not too worried that he didn't start the game. Um, but the one big thing I do like about him is um, while he's developing his other traits um, and his other moves, um, he comes into the NFL and immediately has a trump card in his back pocket. Um, his bull rush is absolutely wild. No one's really able to stop his bull rush. I haven't really seen um, an offensive lineman um, drop his anchor and stop Lucas Van Ness's bull rush. And I'm sure there's guys in the NFL that absolutely will be able to. Um, but he comes in um, and immediately does have a very, very good pass rush move. Um and that allows him to lean on that a little bit more while he um, gets the other moves. Um, and then these, these next three guys, um, I would say, are on their own tier. I know people have been really high on Nolan Smith as of late in terms of the combine because he tested absolutely off the charts. I think he ran a 4.39 or something, which is like the fastest 40-yard of an edge like ever. Um, people are really high on him. Um, and he has he has really good bend. And like I said, athlete, that's kind of just the word that's been thrown out for most of these edge rushers across this entire first like eight edge rushers in this class. These guys are just really good athletes. And that's kind of what the position is um, heading towards. Um, but if you had question marks about Will Anderson's role. You're really gonna have question marks about Nolan Smith's role. This is this is a dude who I don't see coming in and playing defensive end um, right away. You might be able to develop it down the line. He has a frame to be able to do that, um, but he is just absolutely too small to come in and play defensive end right now. Like he can only play edge rusher, outside linebacker. Um, but he has good bend. He's a good athlete. Um, dominant in the run game as well. Uh, but I, I, I would have liked to see him develop more as a pass rusher. Just like I said with uh, Miles Murphy, uh, these dudes came in to college, you know, back to back as like two of the best edge rushers in their class. Um, and neither of them really developed much from the player that they were in high school, which is a little bit of a concern. Um, but again, great athlete, great bend. Um, and then from there, you just need to see him get into a good room. Uh, then B.J. Ojolari, uh, a dude that I mentioned a little bit earlier on, LSU's edge rusher. Um, if the last name sounds familiar, it's because his brother Aziz Ojolari um, got drafted in the second round. He might have gone in the first, but um, I'm pretty sure he got in the second round of the Giants. Uh, he played at Georgia. Um, these guys are similar-esque, but I think B.J., um, like I mentioned with um, Felix Uzama, that you know, both these guys come in with a pass rush plan. These guys are really smart. Um, and like, even within a game, you see these guys do one pass rush move in, you know, first and second quarter and see how those tackles react and then use the first pass rush move that they've been doing to set up this crazy spin move or this crazy dip and rip 
Um, and they really, they, they, they're really smart and they know how to game plan. Um, and then as far as uh, Ojolari, he's, he's quick and a very good pass rusher. Um, people on the LSU team um, absolutely love him. He, I think it's 18. He wore, he wore, I forget what the number is, but there's a number at LSU that like only the best players wear it. And BJ got it this past year. Um, but like I said, he, he's smaller. And um, that being said, I would like him to add more weight and add more strength um, when he comes to next level. And then the last dude um, that I have for you guys is um, I'm going to call him 8080, but that's um, um, Northwestern's edge rush, Northwestern's D lineman, we'll say, um, at a bar. A. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his first name. Um, I, it might be pronounced Etawatimiaware, but I'm absolutely, I, I know I butchered that, but um, from here on out, I'll call him 8080. Um, but he, he's going to be my prospect breakdown. So we'll get to him in just a little bit. Um, and then a dude that I've been super duper high on as far as a late round prospect for your team in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, um, just Nick Herbig, if your team, um, is coming in and wants a designated pass rusher, Nick Herbig is your dude. Um, I'm inclined to say he's the best pass rusher in all of college this past year. Um, but that's it. He, <laughs> cannot play the run at all. He is very, 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 very small. Um, I think if he comes to next level, it can add some weight. Um, I think we could see him um, be a Hassan Reddick light because both those guys are smaller guys. Um, but that's like that's like upper echelon if he reaches all of his potential. Um, but just, yeah, a name to watch out for. Um, Nick Herbig in the later rounds, uh, absolutely going to be a pass rush specialist um, at the next level here. Um, and then again, questions for you guys. Um, we'll just name those off again. Iowa State's Will McDonald, uh, Kansas State's Felix, uh, Felix Uzama, Georgia Tech's Keon White, Notre Dame's Isaiah Foskey, and Auburn's um, Derek Hall. But we'll get into 80-80 for you guys as my prospect breakdown. Um, pros, as I told you guys, there are two really, really good guys that came out of the combine that you said these dudes tested amazingly. One of them was Nolan Smith. The other guy was 80-80. He tested even better than when than what Trayvon Walker did at a bigger size than what Trayvon Walker is. Uh, this dude is 6'2", weighs 265 pounds. Um, and you came out of the combine last year coming out of Indy saying, you know, maybe Trayvon Walker is the number one overall pick. And I'm not saying um, that 80-80 is – but he tested better than what Walker did. Um, and people out of the Northwestern program um, rave about how good of a character he has, how smart he is. Um, but really the two things that stood out to me when watching him, I only watched one game of him, um, but how good of a gap control he has. Um, Cause he, he's really good at just staying there on the rundowns and being able to throw his dude to the left or right. If the running back is coming through his gap. Um, but then as a 6'2", 265 pounds, you say 6'2", that's kind of short for a D-tackle slash edge rusher. Um, but the awesome thing is, is he has very powerful lower body. And being 6'2", he has that natural leverage to really get it underneath a, D, a guy's pads and push him back. Um, and like I said, in Indy, he tested really well. And that kind of translates to the field with how quick he is. Um, and like I said, he can play pretty much anywhere along the D-line. honestly... Um, I would be okay with him even being a one tech on pass rushing downs. I know I've said three tech, but 
I would be okay with him even being one take and pass rushing downs. Um, I was even tempted to throw him in my D tackle rankings, but we threw him an edge. And then uh, the small things I'm not a big fan on is um, he doesn't really have any bend at all. Um, I didn't see it like at all on tape. Um, and I would like to see him finish plays more. He gets there, but he can't, doesn't finish always. He doesn't always get the sack. He doesn't always get the strip fumble. He doesn't always get the tackle for loss. I'd like to see him finish plays. Um, and as I told you, he has the natural leverage, um, but that also means he's is not a very normal build. We don't see dudes weigh as much he is and as short as he is. Um, but uh, I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald was a normal build. So, um, <laughs> and then the, the, the last con I had on him is while uh, he has really good gap control while playing edge when he plays interior. Um, it concerns me a little bit. We can see him get pushed back and driven back when he plays the three tech or one tech. Um, but it, I, you know, again, when he plays edge, his gap control is very, very good. So a name to watch out for back end of round one, early round two for you guys. Um, and then, I might have to lump DBs together for you guys so we can get all these in before the draft. But next week, stay tuned for it's either going to be cornerbacks or it's going to be DBs. So there we go. <clears throat> so um, due to time and everything like that as well, because we still have a mock draft to make, um, mm-hmm. we will not be going and doing uh, gridiron goofs tonight. Um, it's been, you know, like Ben said at the beginning, school's kicking his butt and work's kicking mine. Uh, lots of exciting stuff going on as well behind the scenes and stuff. Um, so, you know, stay posted and everything like that. Um, yes. Should we do Weddle just to kick it off and yeah. uh, end it in a fun way? Ben, you're yes. up 20 to 11 right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I need to get something going, but you've been unbelievable, like just sniping it out of nowhere i mean just thin air at this point um it's hard guys i'm I'm trying i promise if you're unfamiliar with it um we help each other out in the first round and then in the second round we um just kind of do our own thing and try and do it for all the marbles so uh ben i mean you've been absolutely demolishing me this time um why don't we uh, start off with you? Sure. Yeah. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> wow. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, it's, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts then, right? Cool. There we go. All right. Uh, well, we made cool. it nice and easy. It was a Philadelphia Eagle. It was young. Um, Six foot one. Yeah. Jersey number was a lot less than 11, you know. So, all right, so hard mode. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was fun. All right, so uh, I mean, I guess I'll just go with my man Fields. All right, so it's an offensive player. Offensive player who's fairly young, which is nice. Who plays in the AFC? Um, not a quarterback. Kind of close to six three. I'm trying to think of wide receivers that came out of this past class. Um. I, I don't think it's this dude, but uh, Drake London. Don't it's not in the AFC, but do it anyways. All right, so it is a wide receiver. <sighs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, George Pickens. Oh, okay. 
22. Uh, okay, not in north, so southeast or west. I'm blanking on which teams are in the south. I don't know why it's going to drive me crazy. Ah. Ah. Um, do Taekwon Thornton. Me. <laughs> I swear to God, too. I'll open it up. I'll open up my Weddle so you guys don't think I like I cheated or no, something. No, no, no. I don't. He doesn't. He's just unreal. Honestly, oh I would not God. have even thought about Taekwon Thornton. No, because I don't want to be. Here, we're gonna do this just real quick. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. See, it's it's not. It's completely empty. I didn't play. I promise, guys. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I would not have even thought about him, but we talked about him on um I'm stunned. Oh, I can't believe I pulled Tank wow. Thor now with my second pick. That's wild. All right. Well, if you stuck around this long, <laughs> uh thanks again. Um leave a positive review and everything if you want me to hopefully win. If you're rooting for me, I appreciate it. I need all the help I can get. Um I mean this is ridiculous. This is like the fourth straight week you've made it within the last three picks. That's ridiculous. Anyways, um, we're working on a bunch of stuff, especially for the draft. Um, so stay mm-hmm. posted. We're gonna make a yes. mock draft and everything as well. So if you are interested in that, t- uh, just tune in here shortly. I'll be making a broadcast for that as well, and then we will be putting that out like we always do on every Thursday. This past week was a little weird, just because um, you know I was out of town and everything like that. I couldn't really get it uploaded until earlier this week. So if you guys are just now catching up, thank you very much. Um, and I apologize for the slight delay as well. Um, so this will do it for this week's episode of the pigskin project. And we will see you guys next week. We want to thank, um, Spotify for podcasters. It's no longer known as anchor.fm, uh, overtime sports network, uh, still need a haircut from uppercuts grooming. Um, so that's the thing. Um, what else am I thinking about? I think that's it. Oh, regional radio yeah. sports network. You know, oh, company that's what I for. last week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, uh, big thank you to them for, um, helping mm. me grow and everything like that for our podcast and everything for everything that we've been able to kind of get to. Um, and we will see you guys next week with hopefully a lot more news than this week. So take it easy, everybody. And we will see you in the mock draft episode.